Welcome to Revival from the Bible, a daily devotional podcast designed to help more people get into God's Word and get more out of the Word. I'm Charlie Matz, filling in for Ben Blakey. It's Wednesday, March 23rd, 2022. I have a horrible memory. I can watch a movie, wait two years, and then watch it again, just as surprised at what happens as the first time I watched it. And my memory only seems to get worse the longer that I live. So I pray for my memory regularly. Do I do this so I can remember movies better? No. I do this because our memories are a gift. A philosopher from the early 20th century said, those who cannot remember the past are condemned to repeat it. What most well-meaning people don't know is that this concept is stolen from God himself. We see throughout biblical history that God's people are prone to forget. They forget how God saved them in the past, how God provided when they had no ability to, and how God has given them clear instructions about how to live and avoid trouble. That's why I pray for my memory, because it's an incredible asset to the Christian life. And today, in Deuteronomy chapters 8-10, through 10, Moses speaks to the Israelites about three topics concerning memory. Remembering the past, remembering the provider, and remembering the plan. So let's dive in, starting with chapter 8. Deuteronomy 8-2 says, And you shall remember the whole way that the Lord your God has led you these forty years in the wilderness, that he might humble you, testing you to know what was in your heart, whether you would keep his commands or not. Then Moses continues to talk about how God used manna to grow their trust in him. He actually says in verse 3 that he might make you know that man does not live by bread alone. That sounds really familiar. You might remember that from Matthew 4, 1 through 4, when Jesus is tempted by Satan in the wilderness. It says, Then Jesus was led up by the Spirit into the wilderness to be tempted by the devil. And after fasting forty days and forty nights, he was hungry. And the tempter came and said to him, If you are the Son of God, command these stones to become loaves of bread. But he answered him, It is written, Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that comes from the mouth of God. Two different people in the wilderness, both relying on God's provision. Moses continues in verse 4, saying, Your clothing did not wear out on you, and your foot did not swell these 40 years. Remember when you guys were out in the wilderness, supernatural things were happening for me to provide for you to keep going. And then Moses continues to warn them of forgetting God once they have experienced the good life in the promised land, or worse yet, thinking that they, in their power, were the ones who provided. So we go into chapter 9 here, where he reminds them that God isn't ushering them into the promised land to take land from other nations because of their righteousness. No, he's giving the land to Israel because of the wickedness of these other nations and the covenant promise that he made to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. He continues to remind them that not only was their righteousness not commendable, but God almost destroyed them for making this golden calf a false idol while they waited for Moses to return with the commandments after 40 days. Moses basically saying, listen, guys, I came down the mountain while you were turning away from the Lord. So I threw down the stone tablets and they fell on the ground. And, and then I fell on the ground. And then I prayed for you while fasting for 40 more days. Just a reminder, lest you start to think that you earned what you're about to receive. And then in chapter 10, I want to read verses 12 and 13, which say, and now Israel, 
What does the Lord your God require of you but to fear the Lord your God, to walk in all his ways, to love him, to serve the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul, and to keep the commandments and statutes of the Lord, which I am commanding you today for your good. And really within this, we see five things that I want to point out that he is telling them to do. First, he says, fear the Lord your God. So we should have a high view of God and submit to him. Secondly, he says, walk in all his ways. We need to live in accordance to the will of God. Third, he says to love him. I might say it this way. You desire his glory. You emotionally get excited about what God gets excited about. And you think of him first when making decisions. Then he says, serve the Lord. Everything you do is an act of service to the Lord. And lastly, he says, keep his commandments. You obey everything the Lord has asked of you. Moses is reminding them that God has made their job simple. It's kind of like what I say to my children. Hey guys, your job is simple. Ephesians 6, 1 says, children, obey your parents in the Lord for this is right. And if their life gets difficult or they think there's a lot going on or they consider their lives and look at all of uh, what could confuse them, I always simplify it back for them and say, hey, listen, you've really been given one job as a child and that's to obey your parents. God has made it simple for you. And I think for us, If life gets hard and things get confusing, you can always come back to this simple truth. It's not just a truth for children. Like Moses says, we need to humble ourselves and remember what God has asked us to do. These simple commands, these simple reminders here of the plan that God has for his people. Most of the time when we get into trouble with anxiety, depression, or disobedience, it's because we've taken on a role that God hasn't asked us to. I want to circle back through these three chapters really quickly to provide a few takeaways for today. First in chapter 8, remembering the past. God provides even when it looks like all the odds are against us. This should grow our faith. We should pray faithfully and trust that the Lord will deliver on every promise that he's ever made. Perhaps today is a good day to refresh your memory of God's promises, but also it's a good idea to remember what God has already done. What faithful provision of God's can you look back on throughout your life? First off, without having to recall some major moment, think of all the manna throughout your life. If you are alive and listening to my voice, then God has provided food and sustenance for all the days of your life. Just start there remembering that. All gifts come from the Lord and we should remember his provision so that we don't start thinking we did something in our own strength. Are you good at your job? Do you have a nice home? Do you get compliments about serving in church? Is there anything good in your life right now? Well, if there is, the source of that goodness, that victory, that success is the Lord. Maybe today is a good day to approach the Lord with fresh humility and praise and honor for what he has done in your life. Chapter 9, Remembering the Provider. We are sinful people before a holy God. And the only reason we find victory is because of God's holiness and his choice to use us for his glory. The longer that you walk with the Lord, the more mature you will become in Christ. The more mature you become in Christ, the greater temptation you're going to have to think that you have something to do with your sanctification. Yes, don't get me wrong that God calls us to righteousness and we make decisions to grow or not to grow to be more like Christ every single day. But we still can't get God's methods confused. Even though he calls us to respond to his commands with obedience, it's only through Christ's imputed righteousness that we can do so with any level of success. We don't have righteousness on our own that has to come from Christ. In other words, any spiritual victory that we experience, that belongs to Christ and we can only boast in Christ. This is why I think it's so important to praise God often for our salvation. 
We must remember that God saved us while we were yet sinners. We must remember that God brought us from death to life while we were his enemy. This pattern of repeated praise for our salvation will help keep us from the pride that Moses is warning the Israelites of here. Chapter 10, Remembering His Plan. We've been given a manual to operate this Christian life. Moses is basically saying, when you go into this promised land, things will go well with you if you just do these five things. I don't know what life is like for you right now. Perhaps there's a lot going on. I hope that today's reading in chapter 10 provides some peace, reminding us all to simply humble ourselves and follow the game plan that God has given us to live a faithful life as his child. Now let's look at the New Testament. We're in John chapter 9, verses 18 through 41. We pick back up in the story from yesterday of the young man who was blind and Jesus healed him. In light of our Old Testament passage, I want to read a few verses from the exchange between the Pharisees and this man who can now see. They said to him, what did he do to you? How did he open your eyes? He answered them, I've told you already and you would not listen. Why do you want to hear it again? Do you also want to become his disciples? And they reviled him saying, you are his disciple. But we are disciples of Moses. We know that God has spoken to Moses. But as for this man, we do not know where he comes from. The man answered, Why, this is an amazing thing. You do not know where he comes from, and yet he opened my eyes. We know that God does not listen to sinners, but if anyone is a worshiper of God and does as well, God listens to him. Never since the world began has it been heard that anyone opened the eyes of a man born blind. If this man were not from God, he could do nothing. They answered him, You were born in utter sin, and you would teach us? And they cast him out. Here are these men, Israelites, descendants of the very people that Moses was speaking to in our Old Testament passage. If we remember back to the plan Moses laid out, its foundation was humility. If you don't start with humility, then it's easy to get off track. We talked about fearing the Lord your God. Well, these men had a higher view of man than they did of God. Secondly, we talk about walking in all his ways. These men were more concerned with walking in the ways of their man-made statutes than they were of scripture. And then third, we talk about loving God. They loved the attention of being important people. They were gatekeepers to God and they loved that. And then fourth, we talked about serving the Lord. Everything they did was to gain more status, not necessarily to serve the Lord. And then fifth, keep his commandments. These men were more concerned with keeping their man-made statutes than God's commands. And there are two really ironic statements that they make. They say, we are disciples of Moses. And then you were born in utter sin. And would you teach us? They reveal by their second statement, you were born in utter sin. And would you teach us? That them saying the first statement, we are disciples of Moses, wasn't a badge of humility, but rather a badge of pride. These men had created a spiritual class system and they placed themselves at the top of it. This is a good reminder for us, especially those who are blessed to be a part of a good church. May we never look down on anyone, but rather have compassion on the lost or even those who haven't grown as much in Christ as us. May we also go back to the second lesson from Moses today and remind ourselves that any spiritual growth comes from God as the source of power and provision. In John 3.30, John the Baptist said, He must increase, but I must decrease. May that be our prayer today. And Moses has given us a great process for doing so. We need to remember the past, recalling all the ways which God has worked in our lives, first and foremost in our salvation. Remembering the provider as we take stock of all that we have in this life, our physical resources, our spiritual maturity, it all comes from one source, our holy and generous father. 
and then remembering the plan. In a world that can move fast, causing chaos, in a world that can be loud with many voices, it's important for us to remember the simple plan that God has laid out for us. We don't need to concern ourselves with the millions of details that God sovereignly controls all around us. We need to fear the Lord, walk in all His ways, love Him, serve Him, and keep His commandments. Thanks for digging into God's Word with me today on Revival from the Bible. Ben Blakey will be back on Wednesday, March 30th. For more resources, check out RevivalFromTheBible.com. To learn more about Compass Bible Church Treasure Valley, go to CompassBible.tv. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you.